Welcome to Grace. Again, happy Easter. Well, I mean, this is a great day. This is my favorite day of the year. And churches all over the world are going to be talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And a lot of churches will probably focus on the fact that it indeed happened. They will talk about the overwhelming evidence for the resurrection of Christ. They'll cite books like Who Moved the Stone or A Case for the Resurrection where people sought to disprove it and ended up in the process seeing how the evidence was so overwhelming they got converted to faith in Christ. And the evidence is overwhelming. I mean, think about this. Over 500 eyewitnesses to the resurrected Christ. Today, we've seen whole court cases turn on one eyewitness come forward and say, well, here's what I saw, and the whole case turns. Could you imagine 500 people in line willing to say, I was an eyewitness to this event? I mean, it's overwhelming evidence to the resurrection of Christ. And not only were they willing to testify that they, have, they saw the resurrected Christ, but even after they were warned that if you keep talking about this, you keep preaching the resurrection, and it's going to cost you. I mean, they're going to be arrested, some of them even killed. Even with those threats, they kept on preaching it because how could they stop based on what they saw? I mean, there's overwhelming evidence of the resurrection of Christ. But that's not really my focus this morning, is not to talk about the fact that it happened. What I want to talk about is... Why does it matter that it happened to us today? What is the relevance of the resurrection to you and me today? Why should I care about the fact that it happened? Well, I want to give you actually three reasons the Bible gives us for the relevance of the resurrection or why it should matter for us. The first reason the Bible gives us is that the resurrection of Jesus Christ assures us of God's forgiveness. I mean, God's forgiveness is one of the greatest gifts of God. I mean, I read one time where a psychiatrist had written that he said, I could release up to half of my patients if they could be assured of their forgiveness. I mean, it is a heavy weight, you know, your sin and the guilt and the shame that comes upon people that are unforgiven. But the Christian good news is that we have the assurance of full and complete forgiveness because of what Christ did on the cross. But the question is, how can we know for sure that it worked? What Jesus said is, remember on that last supper when he was with his disciples, he said that his blood would be poured out for the forgiveness of sins. He was talking about his death in our place would provide for forgiveness. And he gave this picture of the blood of Jesus cleansing us from sin. So I want to give a little illustration to you today that I hope you never forget. Okay, I want you to imagine that this vase is your life. And these uh, pink packing peanuts are the sin in your life. And so throughout life, you just continue to pick up sin here, things you did you shouldn't have done, things you... Should have done what you didn't do, things you said you shouldn't have said or thought, and you just build up sin after sin in your life. And this is your life. Now, for the person who this is your life, let's say that person comes to the place where 
they turn to Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. What happens to that person? Well, we know when Jesus said that his blood cleanses us from all sin. So the blood of Jesus takes away all of our sin. Now, what about after you turn to Christ? What about the sins that you do after that? Well, actually, the Bible says that the blood of Jesus continues to cleanse us from all sin. Now, who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want your sins taken away? Completely wiped away and all of the guilt and all the shame, all taken away, washed away. Who doesn't want that? Well, that's what Jesus offers us. Now, here's the question is, of course, how do we know for sure that he pulled it off? How do we know for sure that his death on the cross worked, that it was effective, that he really did die in our place for our sins? You see, Jesus said that he came to do away with sin and death. Now, the thing about it is we can't see the forgiveness of sins. We can't see that. But if he defeated death, we could see that. Now, if, he, if after he died, he stayed dead, then that would be evidence he did not defeat death. And then we could conclude that if he didn't defeat death, then maybe he didn't do away with sin either. But three days after he dies, he comes up out of the tomb. He resurrects. That proving he defeated death, what we can see, giving us evidence that he also did away with sin, which we cannot see. The Apostle Paul put it this way in 1 Corinthians 15. He said, if Christ was not raised from the dead, our faith is futile. We are still in our sins. We're unforgiven. And those who have died already in the faith have perished. But then he goes on to say, but in fact, Christ was raised from the dead. It did work. He did prove it. And by raising Christ from the dead, God assured us that he approved of what Christ did, that it worked. It was, it was full, full sacrifice, and he approved of that sacrificial death of Christ on our behalf. So the resurrection validates the death of Jesus Christ, that it, in fact, was effective. And uh, there's a door over here, and I'm just kind of calling it the Jesus door. And when we come to the end of our service, there's going to be a lot of movement around here as we close, and the worship team is doing a closing song. And some of you are going to have the opportunity to say, you know what? I want the full forgiveness of Jesus in my life. I want all my sins wiped away. I want the condemnation and guilt gone. And, just, and what you're going to do is just kind of a way to kind of put motion to your faith. You're going to just, during that closing song, you're just going to walk right through this door. As you walk to the door, you're just going to say, Lord, I receive Jesus' forgiveness for my sins, full forgiveness. Now, some of you say, well, I made that decision, you know, some years ago, and, uh, but yet I'm struggling still with guilt and shame and condemnation. Well, today is the day that ends. Today you say, you know what? 
I'm going to fully believe that Christ fully forgave my sins, took away all my shame and guilt, and today I'm putting all that to rest, all that guilt trip. I'm going to walk through this door and say, no more guilt, no more shame. Jesus, you fully forgave me. I fully accept it, and no more, no more walking into condemnation. So this is going to be an awesome day of liberation for many of you, just realizing that the resurrection of Christ assures us that of our forgiveness. It really, really happens. We really can be fully, completely forgiven in Christ. What an amazing thing. So that's the first thing that we need to think about the relevance of the resurrection. It assures us of God's forgiveness. Well, there's a second thing. Not only do we need forgiveness of past sins, we need power for the present time. There's an interesting passage in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19 and 20. And it says this, it says, The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is available for his followers on a day-to-day basis for the challenges that we face, the situations that we find ourselves in, the victory we can have, the freedom we can walk in. That same power that raised Jesus from the dead is available for the day-to-day challenges for those who will trust him for that power. I I want you to think about this, the same power that blew open the tomb. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead authenticated his identity, you know, over just kind of upset history. That same power is available on a day-to-day basis for you and me to walk in victory, to walk in freedom, to walk in wholeness. That same power is available. That's what it says. And so the the resurrection assures us of this power. And yet, and I've seen it for decades, I've seen so many Christians walking still enslaved to certain sin that they don't need to be walking enslaved to. I've seen Christians walking enslaved to all kinds of different sins, enslaved to vocational ladder climbing, enslaved to the acquisition of money, enslaved to some relationship that every smart person in their life is telling them they ought to get out of, but they can't seem to get out of it, or enslaved at looking at some computer screen late at night that sickens your soul, but you can't seem to stop it, or enslaved to some substance that has you. And my, my point today is that you don't have to be enslaved to any of that. There is power. The resurrection of Jesus assures us there is power today for us to walk in full freedom if we will grab a hold of that power, if we will be humble enough to ask for it and then exercise our faith and receive it. You know, I was looking at a celebrity magazine not long ago, and they were going through the, the up-to-date list on what celebrity was in and out of rehab. And then the writer kind of, you know, cynical at the end of the article, article said, I guess they need a higher power. And I thought, exactly what they need. You're exactly right. See, that's what people who've been in AA and Celebrate Recovery understand, that they can be set free from what they're enslaved to, but they need a higher power. And on this day, I want you to realize that we have the higher power. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is available for us today. And whatever our challenges are, whatever we're facing, and you're thinking, oh, you know, nothing's going to happen to me today to set me free. Gary and I'd say bigger things have happened than that on this day. And it can sure happen to you on this day. And so we have another door here. And this door is kind of like a prison door. And again, at the clo- during the closing song that some of you will have an opportunity to say, you know what, I need that resurrection power in my life today. I need the freedom that comes 
if I would just humble myself and ask him for the power to be set free or the power to handle that challenge or the power to walk in victory in something I've been defeated by. And today, what if you could walk through a door and actually be liberated or walk through a door and get your victory? How awesome would that be? Now, I'm not saying there's anything magical about walking through this door, but sometimes it's helpful to just go ahead and put some movement to your faith and say, today, I'm believing you for that power. Today, I'm believing you that you've got the resurrection powers enough for me to walk in victory, enough for me to have my deliverance, enough for me to have my freedom, whatever it is. So during the closing song today, you're going to say, you know what? I'm believing you for today. And I'm going to go ahead and walk through this and believe it. And I'm going to say, Lord, from now on, I'm going to trust you for your power of strength, deliverance, freedom, whatever it is. And so there's two things that the resurrection assures us of. It's relevant. It assures us of God's forgiveness. It assures us of God's power. But there's a third thing the resurrection assures us of. It assures us of God's ultimate triumph of a resurrected body in a new heavens and new earth. So I just want you to think about this for a moment because one of the differences between different religions is their view of the future. A lot of religions don't have any view of the future. What is the, there's no hope for the future. But here's what we believe. As Christians, we're confident that Jesus Christ is going to come back at the end of history, that he is going to resurrect the dead, and that he is going to come in just tremendous power. He's not coming like he did the first time in humility and weakness. He's coming in stupendous power and sheer magnificence. He's going to raise the dead, and he's going to rejuvenate, regenerate the entire universe. That is what is coming. The second coming of Jesus Christ is beyond our wildest dreams. None of us can even imagine how glorious it's going to be, how powerful it's going to be when he comes. And so we have this to look forward to, that because he was resurrected, we promise that we will be too. His resurrection is actually evidence or proof of or a pledge of our future resurrection. In fact, his resurrection is also proof and evidence of the entire regeneration of all of creation. In fact, he's not only the pledge of it, his resurrection is the beginning of it. It's the first fruits of it. So you're going to get a resurrected body. 1 Corinthians 15, 51 through 53 says, We shall all be changed in the moment in the twinkling of an eye. The perishable will put on imperishable. The mortal will put on immortality. I mean, that is what is coming for us. Is there any evidence that this fantastic assertion is really going to happen? Is there any evidence this is really going to happen? I'm really going to have a resurrected body. There really is going to be a regenerated, made new, rebirth universe. Is there any evidence? And the answer is yes. The evidence is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He, it is the guarantee. In fact, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is actually the beginning of the new creation of God. He is the first of it. And now all of us will, who know him, believe in him, will follow in, in in that same pattern and we will have resurrected bodies and we'll live in a glorious new, new heaven and new earth. The Apostle Paul in Romans 8 talks about the fact that all of, all of creation is groaning. It's groaning like a woman in having birthing pains about to give birth. 
all of creation is groaning to give birth to what? To give birth to a whole new world. There's a whole new world going to be born. And Jesus Christ's resurrection is the pledge of that. And it is the beginning of that. So you are going to have a resurrected body. What's it going to be like? Well, you can study 1 Corinthians 15 sometime. And one of the things it tells us is our resurrection body is going to be like Christ's resurrection body. Well, what was his resurrection body like? Well, his resurrection body was not some ghost-like existence. It was a real body that could be handled, could be seen, could be felt. He, he could eat. But it was different than the body he had before his death and resurrection. His resurrection body was different in that it was powerful and it was glorious. And it could do things that normal human bodies couldn't do. I mean, he could appear and disappear. He could go through walls. He could travel in supernatural and supernatural ways. And we're going to have those kind of bodies. So here's the truth. The truth is, you're going to be a superhero. By the way, remember, every good story gets its power from the one true story. So why do people, why is it a good story? Why do people like the superhero movies? Because they are getting their power from the one true story. There are superheroes. And I'm talking about not just angels. I'm talking about us to come. Our resurrected bodies, we're going to be superheroes. And so the evidence that that's going to happen is that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. He is a pledge of it happening, the promise of it happening, and the beginning of it happening. So let's bring that third door out here because there's a third door I want you to think about. And that is the door of God's ultimate triumph that we're going to have new bodies in a new world. And what's the evidence of that? The evidence of that is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, again, during our closing song, when the worship team leads us, some of you are going to want to get up and walk through this door and just say, you know what, Lord, I'm, I'm really kind of tired of this body. In fact, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, Lord. And I'm going to walk through this looking forward to the new body I'm going to have and the new world I'm going to live in. And so some of you are going to walk through that. Some of you, maybe you're in a wheelchair, you're going to wheelchair through that today and say, I'm looking forward to my new body that's coming. But this is kind of, this, this, this time, this, this last one is where you're saying, I'm looking forward to that ultimate triumph of a new body and a new world. And I want to walk through this door during the close of the song and just rejoice with gratitude for what's coming. And the evidence that is coming again is the resurrection of Christ. So some of you are going to say, I just want to walk through this just with gratitude and with hope, confident anticipation of what's coming. There's a new body and a new world coming. Praise God because of the resurrection of Christ. So what's the relevance of the resurrection? For you today, it's very relevant. Number one, it assures you of his forgiveness. He defeated death and sin. We see he defeated death when he rose from the dead. It proves he also kept his word and defeated sin. And you can have full forgiveness, no shame, no condemnation, no more guilt. You can walk free. What's the other, one? the other thing? We not only need forgiveness from the past, we need power from the present. And some of you are saying, Lord, I, I need that resurrection power for the situation I'm in right now. I need to trust you for supernatural power for that situation. And it's going to be lots of different situations, and you don't need to explain your situation to anybody. But during that closing song, you're going to just kind of 
you know, put some action to your faith and say, Lord, I'm, today I'm believing you for it. I'm claiming it. I'm claiming that resurrection power for that freedom, for that victory, for whatever it is, that situation. And some of you during the closing song are going to say, you know, Lord, I'm just, I'm just looking forward to the new heavens, new earth. I'm looking forward to the new body. I'm so grateful that there's evidence that's going to happen. Jesus, your resurrection is the pledge of it happening, and it's the beginning of it happening. And you're just going to walk through with gratitude and hope of what is to come. So I want to invite the worship team back up. And I encourage you. Uh, in fact, let's all stand for a moment as they come up. But I encourage you just to, to move around the room. Walk through one of these doors and just kind of release whatever it is. You're releasing faith. You're releasing hope. You're releasing gratitude because of the resurrection of Christ. Now, there's an interesting passage in Ezekiel chapter 46, verse 9. It says this. It says, if you, you've come to worship, if you come through the north gate, you have, to, you have to exit the south gate. And it says, if you come into the south gate, you're supposed to exit the north gate. And you read that passage and you think, what's up with that? I think the point is God wants us to leave different than we came. When we go into his presence, he wants us to leave different than we came. So I'm asking you guys, every one of you, to leave different than you came. And during this closing song, to just kind of take your time, walk through one of these doors, release whatever it is, your faith, your hope, and your gratitude. And let's just rejoice in the resurrection of Christ. Amen? Amen. Let's go into worship. So may trust in horses. Oh, so may trust in chariots. Oh, but I, I will trust in the name of the Lord. Yeah. So trust in every Trust in all they own. Oh, but I, I will trust in the name of the Lord. There is one who working power, Holy Spirit power, great redeeming power, power in the name, resurrection power.
power in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. We just we thank you for resurrection power. We thank you for the assurance of full, complete forgiveness. We thank you for that power for all our challenges today. And we thank you for the hope. We thank you for that, what we're looking forward to. New bodies and a new world. We thank you on this glorious day. And we pray with hearts filled with gratitude. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Dismissed. Happy Easter, everybody.